when I start this, I'm going to say I witnessed things I never dreamed I'd witness. <laughs> uh, Shamrock, we've had things happen even in school with kids. I never thought you'd have to deal with in a small community. Uh, y'all may have some of the same stories. I'm not going to get into all those. Here are things about churches. You, you look through wet church websites. You see Church of Christ websites, contemporary services, traditional services. Never thought I would see some of the things that, that I have in my life. And many of you can probably say the same thing. Seems like everybody wants what they want when they want it, and it's a self-centered attitude. Today, uh, uh, Garland, I, I was afraid he's going to blow me up, but he didn't. <laughs> uh, when he said Judas, he didn't think Judas was, put it, was one of the disciples to it put in to be the uh, betrayer, because that's what we're going to look at. Lessons from Judas. <laughs> you know, have you ever made the statement, I wouldn't do that if it were me? Have you ever been standing at the crossroad of a decision and always choose a narrow instead of the, the wide path? Go to light instead of dark? You know, we put ourselves, we're in those choices every day and, and making decisions. And hopefully something we have to have look at this afternoon will help you in your Christian life. And let, let us understand there's dangers all around us each day. And we're going to begin reading in Luke about Judas. <clears throat> Oops, Matthew. And then he called unto him the twelve disciples. He gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now the names of the twelve apostles are these. The first Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew his brother, James the son of Zebedee, and, his, and John his brother. Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas, Matthew the publican, James the son of Alphaeus and Labaeus, whose surname was Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot. Who also betrayed him. We see here Judas, Judas was among the twelve disciples and he was given the same commands as others and the same powers as the others were. We see that in Luke 9, 1 through 6, that he called his twelve disciples together, gave them power over the authority over devils and cure disease, and sent them out to preach the kingdom of God and heal the sick. And he said unto them, Take nothing for your journey, neither staves nor scrip, neither bread, neither money, neither have two coats apiece. And whosoever's house ye enter, there abide, and thence depart. And whosoever will not receive you, when you go out of the city, shake off the very dust from your feet for a testimony against them. And, and they departed, and they went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Judas, like the others, he made a commitment to go out and spread the gospel. They went towns preaching and, and healing everywhere. And just like the other disciples, Judas was given the certain powers over all devils and to cure disease. But the one thing Judas had, he had an issue. And we're going to read this in John 12, 3 and 6. He had displayed greed. <coughs> then took Mary a pound of ointment, a spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And then the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Then saith one of the apostles, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him. Why was this not, why was this, Ointment not sold for 300 pence and given to the poor. This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief. And he had the bag, and he bare what was put therein. Judas was upset because the ointment had not been sold. He was the one that carried the money, and as I said here, he was a thief, and he wanted the money in the bag. Greed was a weakness that Satan could find, and, and that's all he needed to enter in Judas' heart. 
Satan looks at us for the same chance to get in our lives and, and, and destroy them and work within us. Like Judas, when we begin to focus on ourselves instead of serving God, we're weaker and Satan has his opportunity. We read in Luke 22, 2 and 3, when Satan entered Judas' heart, and the chief priests and scribes sought how they might kill him, for they feared the people. Then entered Satan into Judas, surnamed Iscariot, being of the number of twelve. And we also read this in John 13 and 2. And the supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas, Simon's son, to betray him. Greed was a sin and the angle that the devil needed to to get to Judas and, and betray Jesus. Sin builds that barrier between us and God. And we need to understand that and keep sin out of our lives and keep God close to us. We need to fill his word in our hearts so Satan cannot get near. We read in, in 22, uh, 1 through 6, that Judas agrees to betray Jesus. Now the feast of the unleavened bread drew nigh which is called the Passover, and the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might kill him, for they feared the people. Then entered Satan into Judas, surnamed Iscariot, being the number of the twelve. He went on his way and communed with the chief priests and captains, and he betrayed how he might betray him unto them. And they were glad, and coveted him and give him to give him money. And he promised and sought the opportunity opportunity to betray him unto them into the absence of the multitude. Jesus got caught up in his greed and want for more money and Satan had entered his heart and he betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Judas had been with Jesus, heard his teachings, witnessed his great work, yet the sin of greed was too great for him to be a true servant of the Lord. Finally, we read that Judas was regretful. Matthew 27, verse 3 through 5. Then Judas, which he had betrayed him, when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself, and brought again 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned in that I have betrayed the innocent blood. And they said, what is this, what is this to us? See thou to that. He cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. Here Judas was regretful. Later, but the deed was already done, and he ended up hanging himself because he saw no way out. I'm going to kind of stop here reading. Does this story seem to play out in society? Have you ever seen this play out in society in today's dabble, temptation? It's just this one time won't hurt. Get caught up in it, and before too long, you're full-fledged, taken over by the sin, and you're serving the sin instead of God. And that wall gets so high that you can't get out. I'm going to share a story. It's not about the sin, but it's about being overwhelmed. My first and last snorkeling trip was in Mexico. And I have a lot of the characteristics of this in. I'll try to be brief so I don't give up. My voice don't quit on me. We were, they gave us out and they gave us a little deal that we could put around our waist, like kind of let us float. And I can swim good enough to jump off the high dive at the swimming pool. That's about it. They let me swim across the pool and back. So we're out in the ocean. And they said, after you get accustomed to it, we're going to come tap you on the back. And we'll take that vest so you can dive. I knew I wasn't going to dive anywhere. I was just going to float. But they came tap me on the shoulder, and I'm looking around. And these people, and I hate to admit it, I, there's some older people. I said, well, if they can do that, I can. So I pried. I took my vest off and gave to him. And 
and I went along snorkeling about my business. A little bit later, I'm looking around, and I don't notice anybody around me. So I look up, and it looks like the boat is two miles away, and I'm in the Gulf of Mexico. And I can swim across the pool and back. That's about as good as I swim. So I, I'm losing, and this is a true story. I started losing it, and I finally, I didn't slap myself, but something hit me and said, if you don't get a grip of it, you're fixing to drown out here in the, the ocean. And I finally got my bearings, and I saw the boat. It wasn't two miles, but it was pretty far away. And I swam as fast as I could to the boat, and I got on, and that's my first and last experience. But I tell that story to say, I was lost. I was lost. And I couldn't find my way. I saw the way. I saw the boat. That was safety to me. When we're lost in sin, we need to try to find the way. And we need to understand this is the way. There's never a wall too bad. This is the way. And we need to search that path. Because if I hadn't searched the path, I'd have made a real good meal for some fish. I found safety. And when we're out in the world, and I'm going to tell you, you're going to young people that are going out in the world, college, proud of you, proud for you. But remember, remember, this is safety right here. And remember the truth. And I think Judas lost track of that. We're going to look at a, a, a couple of things that, that Judas did that we don't need to let happen in our lives. We don't need to let greed in our lives. We read this in Luke 12 and 15. And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of the covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of things which he possesseth. Money's the root of all evil, and we need to understand that we need to build heavenly treasure, not earthly. Judas, Judas was... Uh, focused on getting money on earthly and getting earthly gain and not looking at the heavenly gain. Need to be danger using our heart as our sole guide because we read the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked and who can know it. Our hearts can deceive us but God's word is always the truth. We need to fill our hearts with God's word and truth and let his will be done. Following our heart without God will lead to destruction. Judas was filling his heart with worldly possessions. You know, I, I, I think when we talk about using our heart as a guide and serving ourselves and wanting to know, I, like I started, some things that I see, churches changing how they are going to teach and run their services, and they're not basing it on Scripture. They're basing it on what they believe. Dangerous. Dangerous. And we need to be careful and always use the Bible as our guide. We also know Judas, instead of just regretting what he had done, we need to confess our sins when, we, when sin falls in our life and uh, restore with God. We read, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and the word's not in us. Don't just regret what we've done. We need to understand what we've done is wrong. Uh, we need to look to God and confess that sin and make a change in our life and repent instead of just being lost like Judas. We also we need to turn to God. James 4 and 8, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Judas, Judas was not about serving God and doing only about serving God and doing his work. He wasn't all in. He was caught up with serving himself also. He was not all in. Judas did not look to God and could not find a way out, so he ended up hanging himself. He was lost, 
lost in his sin. We also need to remember to be vigilant. Uh, Whereof let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. We must always be on guard. We cannot think we're safe and relax. We cannot become overconfident and quit working. As soon as we do that, we become weaker and we give the devil an avenue to get into our lives. You know, I've had, I've coached a little, and y'all know, <coughs> probably have heard enough coaching stories, but every team that was overconfident, we always fail. You need to have a level of confidence. You need to know where you're at with God. You need to know your relationship with God, but we don't need to be overconfident and quit working on that relationship. Any relationship needs work, always. Uh, so we need to always be vigilant and understand that we can, we can fall, and the devil will come after us. Lessons to learn from Judas, uh, I think Satan, he targets everyone. He's not targeting a certain people. He's after Christians. He's after preachers. He's after teachers. He's after deacons. He's after elders. He's after everyone. He's looking for a weakness in us. Uh, he would love no more than to, to, to weaken a church or, or get a church not teaching the truth. Sin's powerful. If, if Judas could walk with Jesus, he was close enough to fist bump him. If he can walk with him and he can see what he, the good he was doing, he could see that physically and understand what was going on, yet he was so caught up in his greed and sin that he didn't know what was going on around him. Like we talked, I talked to God on a while ago, I believe that he had the same chance as others did. He just made the choice to follow, serve himself versus serving the Lord totally and be all in. He had the same chance. And he failed. But sin is powerful because, it, it, again, if it, it, it can get to one of the disciples that was right there with Jesus during that time, it can get to us. We need to always fill our heart uh, with God's work uh, because if your heart's full and, and you're doing God's work and serving the Lord, then uh, the serving sin's not even a thought in your mind or your heart. And, you, and we need to confess and repent sin if we have it in our lives. We don't need to just... Uh, regret it. We need to confess and do something about it. We need to recognize. I'm going to finish one more story. I'm not going to read it. It's kind of like mine. In, the lady was in the Gulf of Mexico. Going to relax and she got on a floaty and going to relax. And before too long looked up and she's a half mile from the shore. She began to scream in panic. Nobody could hear her. And she just kept floating adrift. And the Coast Guard finally picked her up five miles away from the bay. And I tell this story to say Sometimes we're out there floating like I was, and, and sometimes we need somebody to pull us back in. If you're out there, a brother and sister comes to you and says, hey, I think you need to think about this. I, I'm worried about you. You need to listen. And if we see a brother and sister out there drifting and, and before they flail and go under and just think there's no hope, we need to try to bring them back. Either case. It takes us all, and we all have the, every, everyone in here has a, a goal of getting our heavenly reward, and it's going to take us all to get there.